Okay, welcome to another edition of Lights, Camera, Sports. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. So happy to have you for another edition here as we're very happy to bring on a special guest. Nice to take time out of his day all the way from Turkey. Sean Marshall joins us here on Lights, Camera, Sports. Former uh, BC basketball player, Rialto, California, hometown. Now over in Turkey playing professional basketball. Sean, welcome to another edition of Lights Camera Sports Podcast. Hey, what's up, Mike? Thanks for having me. Um, I'm honored to be a part of what you have going and uh, looking forward to speaking with you. So, Sean Marshall, I was a manager with him back in the day at BC. Play, he was playing basketball. Those were good <laughs> times back. I can't believe it's almost 10 years ago now. Yeah, man. It, I mean, it's been a long time, but uh feels like yesterday that uh, we were in uh, the practice gym just working – getting after it, uh, trying to win games, man. It was, it was an awesome time at BC. No doubt about it. All right, well, let's take it back now. Let's let's go back a little bit here. Grew up uh, in California, Rialto, California. Is, is that right? Did you grow up all, the whole time there in California, in that town? Uh, yeah, I moved there. I mean, I moved around um, a diff, couple different cities uh, in the Inland Empire, but uh, yeah. most of my time was spent in Rialto. Great. And, and when did you start playing basketball? Early on? Yeah, um, I want to say I was about seven. Um, I was more of a football player, but uh, uh, one season, one off season, my dad was like, um, "I want you to play another sport in between playing football," and um, he was like, "I want you to play basketball." So I, I begged my dad, like, "Please, dad, I don't want to play basketball. I'm a football player. Please don't make me do it." And uh, he made me do it, and that's, that was it. It's funny how those things work out. Yeah. <laughs> How long did you play football until? Um, I stopped right before high school. Um, my dad, he was just like, you need to make a choice on which one you're going to focus on. Yes. And um, I, I had a, I had a uh, better, I, in my opinion, I had a better feel for basketball. and My love was deeper for basketball. So I went with that. Okay, so let's talk high school. First of all, describe your high school. What was it like? Was it good competition out there growing up? Uh, yeah, I mean, we were, I mean, we had players, you know, so, uh, um, I played varsity as a freshman, um, played spare minutes, uh, my, my freshman year, just learning the different style of game and uh, trying to adapt to high school. Um, but we played against all the top teams in LA, um, throughout my four years there, we were ranked top 15 in the country, my junior year, um, so we, we always had pretty good teams, um, and uh, we always com- want, wanted to venture out of the Inland Empire and play against the top L.A. teams like Westchester and Fairfax and uh, all those other powerhouses. Well, you mentioned Fairfax, and Craig Smith was on an earlier podcast. Did you know about him growing up? Yeah, um, I, I was uh, familiar with Craig, um, him at, being at Fairfax. I, I, I never played against Craig, but I – I watched his team play. Um, he, he also played alongside with a really good, uh, one of the top players in the country, uh, Evan Burns. So uh, they were an exciting team to watch, and I, I knew Craig before coming to BC. All right, so let's that's a great segue. Let's talk about BC. First of all, how did the recruiting start? You think BC school in Boston, Northeast, how did they find you, and what was the initial discussion like uh, with BC? Um, for me, it was uh, – it was a little bit different. Um, I was getting recruited by mostly West Coast schools. 
um, I would say mid-major. And uh, then I got invited to the ABCD camp in uh, New Jersey. Um, and from there, everything kind of took off. I, I had a, a good showing at the camp. Um, and that's when Ed Cooley, um, he ended up watching one of my games. I think he was watching another player and he, he fell in love with me. And from, from that day forward, I, I just remember Ed Cooley being at every game. And when I got home after the camp, him calling and, uh, expressing the interest and, uh, uh, I took my recruiting my first I took the first recruiting visit to the University of Washington and um, it was a good experience doing that but then I went to BC the next weekend and it, the funny thing is the, the coaches they didn't even have to recruit me because all my family lives back in Boston my mom's from Boston so yeah it, it was really it was really the family putting pressure on me for me to come to BC more than the coaches really that's interesting <laughs> I mean I remember Craig was saying it was tough the first time to get, go to Boston cross country, but it seems like you were much well more adjusted. Yeah, um, I mean, I had been to Boston as a kid. I, I, I was so young, I, I didn't remember it, but um, just having my family there with me, and then when I did go on my recruiter visit, having Craig there, um, he was a freshman at the time when I, when I came on my recruiter visit, and him being from L.A., being a West Coast guy, um, he was my host, and he made me feel real comfortable um, and I, I just knew it was, it was the place for me to go. And then, so you talk about your first time you met Ed Cooley. What was the first time you actually met Coach Skinner? Of course, Ed Cooley, by the way, now head coach at Providence, playing this week in the Big East tournament. But how did you meet Coach Skinner that first time? Um, on my recruiting visit, I I did I did I I didn't meet him any time prior to that. Um, so the first time I met him was when I stepped foot on. Uh, the Boston College campus, and you know Skinner's a, a man of few words. So uh, he just basically told me. I just remember sitting at a at a dinner with him, and he pulled me to the side and he told me, "Hey, this is what it is. We want you to come here. We'd love to have you. What do you want to do?" And just like that, <laughs> I was just like, and I was like, "Well, okay, I'm gonna come." So then from there, that was it. Was, I committed. Was BC the the, the only uh, ACC offer you had, or Big, at the time Big East offer you had? Was so was it an easy decision for yourself? Um, I, uh, Pittsburgh was coming on late. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. And was Florida State in the Big East at the time? Florida State was in the ACC. Yeah, so, but that's a big school. Um, yeah, Florida State, uh, Notre Dame was coming on. It, it, it was weird for me. It was like, um more of the bigger schools started to come on later towards um, um, the end of my summer. But I had already narrowed down my list. It was like when, when Pittsburgh and Notre Dame called, I, I just I was so tired of the recruiting process and it, I was so stressed out from it that I just wanted to go with the schools that I already built a relationship with. Gotcha, gotcha. So you get to BC now, freshman year. What are your thoughts? You're playing, you mentioned Craig Smith's there. You're with Jared Dudley, the same class. Did you, you ever heard of him from San Diego, or uh, what was that whole dynamic like? Um, I also had watched. Uh, I didn't know Jared, but I had also we played in the same uh, Westchester was uh, put together a tournament, and um, Jared's team came. School came down from uh, San Diego, and they also played in the tournament. So I had watched Jared play um, in that tournament. So I was also familiar with his game, and um, I mean. 
when I first stepped foot on the campus, I, I just I saw we had a young team led by uh, a fifth year senior, uh, Yuka Agbai, and um, I, I just saw the talent. That, that was the, the first thing that I recognized. And it seemed like we were we were all gelling and getting together, uh, coming together well. And uh, I just I knew that there was something special that was going to be there uh, for the for the years to come. Yeah, so you saw the ingredients kind of coming into place there. Um, that freshman year, was there a big difference in playing once you got the game started uh, from high school to college in the Big East? Did you notice a big difference? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> a, a really big difference. Um, yeah. Playing in the Big East uh, as a freshman, I, I came in, I was 18 years old. I, I started as a freshman, me and Jared together. And I just remember having a guard, Ben Gordon and uh, Delonte West. And actually, after that game, we were 6-0. and And we had played some of the weaker teams early on my freshman year. And I was feeling pretty good about myself. And I'll never forget, we went to play at St. Joe's. And St. Joe's, Philly. Jame- yep. Yeah. They, they had uh, Jameer Nelson and Delonte West. And I remember Delonte West giving me 30 points and I felt like every bucket was on me and I just remember when we lost that game I went into the locker room and coach Skinner came up to me and said welcome to college basketball youngster and I, <laughs> I, I, and I never forgot that. <laughs> what, what did you guys do we, uh, what was the score of that game who won uh we lost I want to say by 10 it was a close game gotcha um gotcha but you know we were freshmen and we, we were we had two freshmen starting we had two sophomores starting with Lewis Hennett and Craig Smith and then we had the one senior and we were just too young to, to deal with them. Their, yeah. their guards were experienced, and we were just too young. And, you know, that was a good St. Joe's team. I think they went all the way to the lead eight that year, too. Now yeah, they did. It. Yeah, they did. Yep. So, yeah, that, that's uh, that's it. So, okay, so freshman year, it goes, progresses, and then you lose to Georgia Tech in the NCAAs, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we lost in the second round that year to uh, uh, Georgia Tech, who I, I think they made it to the finals against yes, UConn. That that's year. right. Yeah. They went all the way to the finals. So, they, you know, that's a pretty good ending to that year. They made it pretty far. Yeah, I mean, because uh, coming into that season, nobody really expected us to even make the tournament. Um, uh, the year before, they had missed the tournament. They were they were a bubble team. Yes, and, um, Troy Bell, I think, senior year. Exactly, exactly. So um, nobody really expected too much from us because we were, we were a young group, even though we had a talented freshman class. Uh, nobody, nobody, uh, gave us a chance to make the tournament and, uh, to make the tournament and then beat a strong Utah team with Andrew Bogut and, um, what was his, I think Nick Jacobson, I, a shooter, a shooting, a shooter, shooting guard. I can't remember his name, but he was pretty good, um, to get that win and then lose to a, a Georgia Tech team that was really strong that year. I think it was a success. Okay. And then talk about your summer. I'm, I don't think uh, the fans realize how much work you put in now from between freshman and sophomore year uh, now that you're in the Big East at the time? Talk about what it was like, uh, the amount of time you guys spend practicing. Um, I, I think I think that year uh, we, we really wanted to do something special um, after recognizing that we can we can make it to the tournament. We can we can compete with these uh, these good teams all across the country. I think we, we really came together strong that summer. Um, Everybody, everybody stayed uh, during summer school like they made us stay. But we were in the gym working really hard, um, trying to trying to just come back better as better players, as better basketball players that next year. Especially me and Jared have, having being freshmen, uh, knowing that we would have 
to be better the following year to help the team. And along with Craig uh, uh, getting older, um, then bringing in some some good freshmen that year, uh, we all knew what to expect, and we we worked for it. And then, sure enough, good things happen. That first, uh, that next year, you start off twenty and zero your sophomore year, get to number three in the nation, and uh, things are clicking. Yeah, for sure. That, I mean, that was that was special, man. Uh, that's one of my fondest memories of playing at BC was starting the season twenty and zero. Um, it was crazy because I remember Conti Forum. Um, it when we started the season not being full, uh, being half empty, and then. At, at the more that we won games and everybody started to recognize the kind of streak we were on those games those those games being filled up so it, it was a special thing for us um but not surprising in a way because we had worked for it and we believed in ourselves and um that was a special way to start the season i'm trying to remember take us back in that locker room what was it like when you're 20 and 0 i mean you must be feeling real good um things are going pretty well yeah, uh, I mean, for sure. Anytime that a team can start the season 20-0, and 0, um, you know, you're excited about that. You start feeling like you could you could win every game. Um, but I, I do remember a feeling of uh, maybe being a little bit too confident. Really? Um, and, uh, I mean, it, it kind of came back to bite us um, because I remember after losing our first game on the road to Notre Dame and – and given that first loss, we we kind of fell apart a little bit, and um, we didn't we didn't end the season the same way that we started the season. Which you kind of want to flip flop, and you want to get going towards going into the tournament. We yes. were we were kind of going in the other opposite direction. Yeah, you're right. We finished five and five that year. Um, lost to West Virginia, the Big East tournament. T- take us talk about that game. That was I remember that was an emotional game because that was the last year in the Big East. Those fans. We're not happy about us being there or that we were leaving. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. Kevin Pitts not That whole season, that was, whole season, uh, it, I mean, we got our booze when, when we would go on the road for sure. Because, um, you know, we were breaking up that tradition that the Big East had had. Um, and, it, and it was a tough game. Uh, you know, that, that, that West Virginia team was good. We got the bye in the first round. And uh, we, we didn't come out ready to play. I think we went that we went down big early, and then we fought back uh, and ended up losing. But like I said, we we just we were on the we were on the decline towards the end of that that season, and uh, it really hurt us. And then people forget that was that coach um, Wisconsin Milwaukee was Bruce Pearl, um, that 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 year. And they, he he went to Tennessee right after that game. Oh yep yep sure was so the, I remember in the NCAA yeah. tournament. I remember I remember you too, especially that was an emotional game at the uh, NCAs that year. Uh, were those players yeah, talking? Think, were they talking trash or anything? Yeah, yeah, I remember. I, I think we started that game up ten zero. I think I, I have a feeling it, it was like I think it was ten to zero. We started the game against Wisconsin, and, Milwaukee. Uh, you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just knew that that team could not play with us. But you know, things got a little chippy, and guys, you know, were talking trash both ways, and they they started to make shots and. Uh, we lost control of the game. Yeah, so that concludes the sophomore year. Then the junior year, probably, would you say the best squad that you had in your four years was that junior year, that team? Yeah, for sure. That 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 year, that really that year really hurt. Um, I still think about that um, to this day, and it's been so long. Yes. But yeah. Craig that, said the same that thing. Team, that team was really talented. We had Craig, who were 
who was a senior now, and Lewis, who was a senior now. And then we had uh, myself and, and Jared, who were uh, growing up, and we were juniors. And then we had a tremendous uh, freshman class that came in with Tyrese and Marquez. And then we had Sean Williams and Akita and John Otu were uh, coming into their own. And that team was was really talented, and we we knew the exact style that Coach Skinner wanted to play, and we executed it. Uh, to a T. And you had a great coaching staff, too, looking back on it. Ed Cooley, Bill Cohen, Coach Duquette, Bonzi. Those are very uh, veteran staff as well. So you had all things clicking that year. Yeah, um, and and that was the first year that uh, some some people had predicted us to go to the Elite Eight Final Four. Um, so the respect that we had worked so hard to gain uh, was finally being given to us, and it seemed like Everything was going our way. And let's talk – during the regular season, things are going well, pretty good. Um, the the year's going – the big game that I remember, too, is Duke at Conti Forum that first – I think it was the first time ever, really, or the first time ever in the ACC. And everyone talks – my friend Andy always brings up to this day that moment you got heated with J.J. Redick at the home court <laughs> at BC. Take us back to that scene. Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably what I'm most known for in college, to be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whoever I run into, they always say, like, I remember you at BC screaming at J.J. Redick at half court. Um, <laughs> it was a national but, TV game. I mean, game, at, the time, at the time, J.J. was uh, – him and Adam Morrison were the leading scorers in the country. And uh, we were down – I want to – we were down big early. And uh, I was guarding J.J. And it, it had – it had been, I want to say, nine, ten minutes where I was just playing my hardest on defense, and he, and he didn't score. I was denying him all over the court. We went on a big run. Uh, Coach K called the timeout, and while I was walking back to the bench, we brushed shoulders, and, you know, so he stuck his arms out, and then, you know, I'm an emotional guy. Everybody who went to Boston College and watched me play, um, I, I stuck my arms back out, and I just started screaming, and uh, – <laughs> That's when the moment happened, and that's what I'm known for at Boston College. <laughs> that was an emotional game. Remember the crowd being fired up right then. Um, and then that was a tough loss, too. Tyrese Rice was penetrating, and they I remember they had a layup, and then there was no call in the last second play there. Yeah, it was questionable, but, you know, in college, the referees, Duke always they always they always got the benefit of the doubt, and uh, I mean they they earned that th- throughout the years with the teams they put together, and it was our first year in the ACC, and for us uh, that was a that was a huge step forward, um, showing that we can compete with the best, and um, we continue to do that for the rest of the season. And you went that year all the way to the finals of the ACC tournament, and then sure enough, JJ Redick, I remember he kind of went off in that final game and down in Greensboro. Yeah, he definitely did. I mean, he he was he was a tremendous college basketball player. And, He's had a, a great um, career in the NBA, a uh, tremendous shooter, and he, he made shots that day. And um, it was still a close game. I mean, it, the two teams, you can tell that um, we both really didn't like each other, and uh, we both wanted to win the game. And they came out on top that day, but I think we proved to, to the country that um, that Boston College was, a t- was one of the best teams in the country, and we were uh, going to make some noise in the tournament. Yeah, no question about it. Especially, it was nice, look, nice to look back on that run and knowing, um, especially watching BC like this year, losing the first round, 
that quite a run, nice run there in that AC tournament to get all the way to the finals. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, we beat Maryland the first day, and then we beat North Carolina the next game, and then to get to the finals against Duke and uh, play such a close game, uh, for sure, it was, it was a great step forward for our school and for our basketball program. And um, yeah, it's just tough for me to it's tough for me to watch. I watched uh, Boston College play the other night, and um, just tough for me to watch because. You know, I remember our days of all our guys being so prideful of um, the name of our school that was on our jersey and um, just to see uh, what the program has uh, turned into now, it's, it's tough for me to watch. I'll, I'll, let's get, I'll get right back to that in a minute. I just want to recap that Villanova-NCAA tournament game. Let's The last couple minutes, man, that was a great game. We were up. I, I was feeling good. You still, you see, mentioned earlier. You still think about that game. Just take us into that setting in Minneapolis in the Sweet 16 round. Uh, not only do I think about it, I still watch it. You can go on YouTube and watch the game. So, oh, really? Like, yeah, I, I've I've watched it since graduating from BC, probably around 10 times. Uh, you know, when I have free time over here in Europe and I'm just sitting around, I'll, I'll watch it. Um, oh, we came man. out. We came out strong. Um, a lot of energy, making shots, and um, that they had a great team. Villanova, we knew that they were going to make a run in the second half, and um, Randy Foy, Alan Ray, Kyle Lowry, uh, um, they they just they were they were a tough group to guard, and um, we we kept fighting. They kept fighting. Sean Williamson made some outstanding blocks that game, and um, we ended up losing on a underneath out-of-bounds play, um, miscommunication between me and Jared, and that one hurt. Yeah, that that one, there's no other way to say it. You're right. You would have played – we played Florida the next game. Florida went all the way to the finals that year too, so there's a lot of what-ifs. As they, Could you kind of sense when, after that game was over too that a little bit of an error was coming? You still had your senior year, but you were losing a lot of players and ended up losing two coaches too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we had, we had heard the rumors of uh, guys coaching coaches leaving, and we knew that Craig and 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 Burr were gone, and um, it was just tough, especially for me and for Jared, who had come in and looked up to to Lewis and Craig so much. And uh, I just remember the whole locker room just it it was it was rough in there, and. I know me personally, I felt like I let those seniors down because I loved them so much. And um, I know Jared felt the same way. And uh, also some of the young guys, Tyrese and Marquez. And um, it was just tough on the, on the whole program. And then, of course, in the, it moves on in your senior year. I feel like you had a real big senior year. Talk about your thoughts going on. It seemed like you and Jared really took over uh, that next season as the team leaders. Yeah, I mean, we were we were named co-captains, and you know, Jared had already put together a, a fantastic college career already. And um, I mean, for me, it was it was do or die. Uh, that's how, that's what I was thinking in my head. I I knew that I was finally going to get my opportunity to have a bigger role. And I went home that summer, and it's the hardest I ever worked in my life. And um, I came back, and I was ready. And uh, I showed the coaching staff how much I had improved, and they showed their faith in me, and I put together a pretty good senior season. 
Great season. Yep, season, ACC tournament. I mean, a nice run to the semifinals. Uh, and then, to, when do you remember from that game against Georgia in the NCAAs, round of 32? I remember that game back and forth. Could have gone either way till the very end. That was a good Georgetown team, too. Yeah, that, that was tough. I mean, um, the thing about senior year was um, us losing Sean Williams was – that's was right. A big, was a yep. was a big thing, you know. We were five and zero um, in the ACC, and then yeah, things turned. we were we were first in the ACC, uh, playing a, a certain style of basketball with Sean Williams, and um, with him uh, being kicked out of school, we had to change everything that we were doing, um, and uh, that was tough on us. It took us a little uh, of an adjustment period, and um, I think we. We still ended up having a successful season without him. Uh, could have been a lot different with him. Um, but playing against Georgetown, they, they had Roy Hibbert. And uh, if we would have had Sean that game, I, I, be, I truly believe that that game would have been different and we could have went farther. Yeah, no, no question about it. No question about it. Um, so then you, you conclude your career. Uh, first of all, talk about what did you did, looking back at your four years at BC. What did you like to do outside of basketball? What what, what did you enjoy about the school playing there uh, outside the court? Um, I, I, to be honest, I I I love the city of Boston, and I I never thought that um, my love for Boston would be so strong. Coming from California, it's so different. But um, on my off time, I I just having family there, just learning new places and going new places and um, just exploring the city. Uh, it, it, was a, it, was a, it was a great city. They had so many colleges there. There was always something to do. What, and, was, your, what uh, was your favorite place to hang out? What was your favorite, you know, was a bar, restaurant? What would you want to go to? Uh, and and Tanua was popular. I remember that. And, and to, I was just about to say that. <laughs> and Tanua was probably our favorite place to go out and hang out uh, me and the foot. I was real close with the football players, all, all of them. You know, that's that's yes. who I lived with, and that's who I was always with. Um, that was that was our spot. We were always in there every week, and uh, you know, just enjoying the college life. And because you know, you only get that one 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 time in your life. You know, so uh, I enjoyed it, and um, I never got to go to a, a Red Sox baseball game. But I, now looking back on, it, I wish that I would have did that. Yeah, to Fenway Park. Well, hey, you know, they're not going anywhere. You can still come back. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now I was just thinking about you talking about being friends with the, the uh, football players. Weren't you roommates with Pete Frades as well? Yeah, that was my senior year. Pete was my, uh, my, my not my direct roommate, but he was. we were all in the same like uh, suite. apartment. Yeah. yeah, the suite. And uh, I was with another, um, with another baseball player, uh, Joe, and – I was with two golf guys and one hockey manager, so I would say that we had kind of a weird group. Um, but uh, we all got along great, man, and Pete was great. Um, I, lo I, I love the dude, and uh, I have nothing but great memories um, from college and senior year and us all being in the same suite together. Yeah, we always wish him well, too. You know, he's doing a lot of good things with ALS. The, the ice for sure, for sure, for and sure. All that. It's, it's, it's for sure. really good to see. Uh, all right, so then you with BC. First of all, then you, it's now you look to play professionally. What were your thoughts heading out of school? Obviously, you weren't drafted. So how did you begin shifting your ideas to uh, Europe? Um, uh, for me, it was I went to the Portsmouth Invitational. It was like a, the senior uh, yes. basketball Invitational. Um, just trying to get some more exposure. 
Um, I went out and worked out for a couple NBA teams. Uh, I felt like I, like I had some good workouts. I was hoping just, I knew I wasn't going to get drafted. I was just hoping to, to get on with a summer league team and, you know, try to get that opportunity. That didn't work out for me. So, um, my focus shifted, you know, and, um, I didn't know if I wanted to go overseas. Uh, it, w- it wasn't something that I had ever thought of. So um, I just remember sitting down uh, with my AU coach, Keith Howard, at a Starbucks. And, you know, I, I was in tears. And I was I just remember, like, I did not want to go overseas. And, and he said, but do you want to play basketball? And I said, yeah. So he said, well, you're going to have to go that route. So uh, I decided to do it. My agent, I had signed with an agent, agency. And... Um, the the first team that he mentioned to me was Turkey, and uh, it seemed like a a, a a great opportunity for me. And I, I got on the plane and I went to Turkey first. And since then, let, let me just list these places. I'm tell me if I'm wrong. You went from Turkey to Greece, then uh, France was, is, and then the D League, South Dakota, yep. and back to France, Turkey. Uh, one team had bad financial problems; they had to release you. Uh, you went to Westchester, Knicks, Germany, and then back to Turkey again. Did I miss any spots? I played after the 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 team in Turkey. They they had financial problems and they couldn't pay some of the players. So um, some of the guys with larger contracts decided to leave. I was one of those guys. Yeah. I went to Dubai. I went to Dubai from there. So you missed Dubai. Wow. Um, and yeah, that's it. That was the only places you missed. I've spent. This is my sixth year in Turkey, um, uh, Germany, uh, D-League, two years in France. So I've been all over. You've man. been all over, man. Your passport's really been used. You know Europe really well. You might know yeah. Europe better than America. <laughs> yeah, I've spent a, a great deal of time over here. And um, for me, you know, I, I've heard a lot of bad stories about guys being overseas and guys dealing with uh, certain issues. But for me, you know, I, I've been blessed to, to be in good, to good situations most for the most part. And um, all my experiences over here have been, have been pretty good. And just talk about the difference just quickly. We're down to about four minutes left uh, between playing in Europe and playing the D-League. What's, what's the, over in America, what's the differences for people who might not know other than being in different continents, but in terms of level of play, uh, I assume you can, you make more money in Europe, right? Yeah, you make a lot more money in Europe. Um, the D League thing for me was um, the first time I played in the D League, I had a uh, back surgery, and I wasn't ready to go to Europe. So this is one of the things that the D League is good for uh, for rehabbing. Um, uh, you know, there's there's no kind of treatment that I've seen in Europe like the treatment that you get in America. Um, so just being able to rehab and get work my way back into shape uh, when I played in South Dakota, it was that was great for me. And once I was ready, I went back over uh, overseas. And then um, I got married uh, before I went to the Westchester Knicks. And I had just got back from my honeymoon, and I, I told my wife that I wasn't ready to go overseas to, to Europe. And... You know, I, I thought that it would be better for my family if I stayed in the D-League. And um, I stayed there until December. Got to spend some holidays with my family for the first time as a family. And uh, then after, when I was ready, I went overseas. So, 
Yeah, that's I think the what... difference. The big, the biggest difference I could say about the D League in Europe is, you know, guys that are in the D League, they're trying to play for a call up. That they're they're really not trying to play for the win. They're trying to play for the call up. So it, there's a lot of talent in the D League, but the the team concept is not as strong as in Europe. Yeah, and then you know, and you and you mentioned too your family. People don't realize you have family back home. You say you just had a, you just had a daughter, right? I just had a baby boy. Son. Baby boy, son. Excuse me. So uh, there's a lot going behind the scenes, even when you're over in Europe too. That you're thinking about back your family back in the states too. It must make yeah, that part sure. difficult. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, last year my family was with me in Germany. Um, this year, you know, my wife got pregnant um, towards the end of that season, and um, my son was born in October. So obviously, I didn't want to. I didn't want to have my newborn son flying over here um wanted to make sure he stayed in the states until uh, he got a little bit older um but i mean that that's been the toughest thing for me is being away from my wife and my family and um they're actually coming over here in 13 days so it's been since christmas since i've seen them so i'm looking forward to it um but i just thank god for facetime because without that i don't know what my life would be i probably wouldn't be doing this yeah, no question about it. Um, just tell us about your team this year, all the fans following you, and what's your next couple of months going to be like with the team? Uh, what's your, you guys trying to do? Uh, everything's going well right now. Uh, we're in first place. We had just won the uh, – there's two trophies that they give out every year in most in most leagues in Europe. Uh, they call it the Cup, and we won the Turkish Cup, uh, which is the first trophy. And um, we have eight regular season games left. And uh, we're looking to win the league title. So um, exciting year for me. Uh, this is the most winning I've done in my career. Actually, it was my first championship I've won in 10 years being over here. Um, so wow. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Pretty excited for that. I'll be 32 in April and uh, planning on playing a few more years. I would say three more and uh, retiring at 35. So just trying to get the most out of everything and Enjoy, enjoy enjoy the process. And what do you want to do after you, you retire? Do you want to go back to California? Which would you know what you want to do or business wise? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, my home is in California. Um, that's where me and my my family live. Um, so for sure, I'm going to go back. Um, uh, I'm there's a couple different things I'm thinking to to go um, get into. Um, Maybe uh, going the agency route, uh, becoming an agent. Um, and the second thing is I have some coaching opportunities that um, are going to present themselves when I'm done playing. So for sure, something with basketball. Um, what about BC? You ever want to go back to the Heights to get a coaching staff going there? <laughs> I mean, that would that would be phenomenal, man. That would be phenomenal. <laughs> um, but, you know, that that's big time for me, you know. I, I think that um, I want to get some experience some experience at a lower level for uh first and uh work my way up and learn the business and um but that would be a, that would be a great thing if i if i ever had the chance to get back to bc and and uh help the program so eagle fans who are watching now there you know there's hope they could get the king of the court back at the heights <laughs> <laughs> that would be great man that would be great what not to end on a, a bad note shot, but quickly I said we'd get back to it. what you, you said. You watched the game earlier this week, the ACC tournament. Obviously, 15 seed is playing on the first day of the tournament. It's not what you want as a program. Uh, what, what's it like watching? It must be, as you said, tough to watch now. And what do you think the program should do in the future to try to get better here? 
Yeah, um, I, I watched uh, – that was the first time I watched BC all year. Um, I, I, after graduating, I would I watched Tyrese play, uh, Reggie Jackson. Um, you know, when Skinner was there, I still watched the team. But um, there were some rough years after that, and I just uh, – I couldn't – I just couldn't watch it. And um, but to be honest, um, I think that they have some talent there now, um, some some good some good some good players that they brought in. It's just that, uh, you know, for me, I I, I want to see the fire, the fire from the, from the guys and that competitiveness. And I think that 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 was the biggest disappointment for me was watching the game and not seeing that that edge that we used to play with. And we used to take so much pride uh, in the school that we went to and having that chip on our shoulders of being the underdogs. I just, I just don't, I just didn't see that. And, um, I know that that's what made us a a lot better than what honestly we, we should have been, you know, that was that edge that we kept. And, uh, I, I was just hoping to see that and I didn't see it. So hopefully, um, you know, they get that and, uh, they keep bringing in better players and, get the program back to where it needs to be. Yeah, the one good thing you do see is the, the young freshman, sophomore, Robinson, Bowman, uh, they, they they look pretty solid and hopefully they can yeah, build off sure. those pieces. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. That's what I said. I, I, the, the talent is for sure is it seems like it's in a better place now. So, I mean, maybe that's a start. I hope so. I'm rooting for BC like I always have and I always will. Well, Sean, we're always rooting for you too, man. Hope hey, thanks, thanks so much for taking time from Turkey to give us a couple of moments here on Lights, Camera, Sports. It's been fun following your career and talking about it today all the way from high school to college, now in the pros, and uh, wish you much success, too, in the next couple of years. Hopefully you get a couple more championships. I appreciate it, man. I'm honored to be a part of the show, and thanks for having me. Once again, thanks so much to Sean Marshall. So nice to take the time all the way from Turkey joining us on Lights, Camera, Sports podcast. We'll be back next week with another edition. Stick with us. You can follow us on SoundCloud. Also, subscribe on iTunes to Lights, Camera, Sports, the podcast. This is Mike Galtieri saying so long.